As you have likely heard me say on this channel and potentially elsewhere, when it comes to overcoming retroactive jealousy, the path to peace of mind is pretty much the same for all of us. Gay, straight, young, old, male, female, doesn't really matter. The path to freedom is remarkably similar for every retroactive jealousy sufferer, at least in my humble opinion. That said, of course, depending on your situation, depending on your story, depending on your partner, dependent on a lot of factors, each of us requires slightly different strategies, slightly different perspectives at one time or another. That said, in today's video, I want to offer a few thoughts for married men struggling with retroactive jealousy. Married guys with kids who've been with their partner for a while, who are still struggling with retroactive jealousy, I think you're going to want to see this video if that sounds like you. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've worked one-on-one -on -one with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men and women from all over the world, helping them overcome retroactive jealousy, helping them overcome obsessive jealousy, and save their relationships. If you'd like more information about my work, or you'd like to connect with me and work with me one-on-one, -on -one, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. Okay, married men with kids or not, struggling with retroactive jealousy. Number one, don't fall into the mental trap of thinking that you're a unique snowflake. What I mean by that is I'll get emails from people all the time sharing their entire retroactive jealousy story, often very, very lengthy, and saying, you know, I'm sure that you've never heard a story like this before, or I think I'm so unique, and I think this requires a different, you know, I'm sure you've never encountered this situation before, even though you've been a coach for 10 years and on and on and on. And 99 times out of 100, I've read similar emails and heard similar stories and worked with people in similar situations literally dozens and dozens of times before. It is a dangerous mental pitfall when it comes to retroactive jealousy to think that your situation, your problem, your struggle is entirely unique and no one could possibly understand uh, you, know, you and your situation. No one can help. You're totally lost. You're totally unique. You're totally alone because it's not true. I have heard every retroactive jealousy story that you can possibly fathom. Many of them are remarkably similar, especially the people who say that their story is so unique. And don't fall in the mental trap of feeling like a victim, feeling helpless, feeling like nothing will work for you because your story is so original and unique, because chances are it isn't. That's the first point I wanna make in this video. It's very important because if you fall into this way of thinking, you're gonna be struggling much longer. The second point I will say, just right off the bat, is I'm not married. Never been married, never been engaged. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's my story. But the good news is I've worked with hundreds of married men, literally hundreds of guys in relationships, helping them sort through their feelings of retroactive jealousy, helping them sort through their complicated and distressing feelings about their wife's past. So I'm very comfortable talking about this topic. The first piece of advice I would offer to married men struggling with retroactive jealousy is be sure to carve out time to be selfish sometimes. What the hell am I talking about? That might sound strange. What I mean is, and I've witnessed this firsthand among friends and certainly many, many coaching clients, when the demands of work and your wife and children and extended family, when those demands take precedence over everything else in your life, including your own personal needs, your hobbies, your passions, your interests, the things that you want to do as a man that have nothing to do with anything else, when the demands of life take over and leave you zero time to be a little bit selfish, problems like retroactive jealousy, marital problems, erectile dysfunction, all these things can really take hold. I think it's important for a married man not to be completely swallowed up and consumed by the demands of work, family, and relationship. So by carving out time to be selfish, I literally mean, even if it's only a half an hour a week, you know, something is always better than nothing. Carve out time in your schedule 
that is just about you. Pursuing maybe a new goal or a new hobby or something you're interested in or learning to play guitar, you know, if, if you're you know, musically inclined or working on a certain personal development goal, whether it's related to retroactive jealousy or anything else. The point is, don't let the demands of the world, your woman, your kids, consume you. Be sure to carve out some time to be alone and to pursue interests, passions, and hobbies that have nothing to do with anything else that are purely about you. I can hear the objections already. Yes, Zach, but I've got kids and you don't know what it's like and I've got a wife and da 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 da, da. I get it. But the thing is, you're only going to be the best husband and father and friend and family member you can be if you're carving out some time to be alone, to be a little bit selfish. Don't lose yourself in the demands of daily life. Don't lose yourself in your relationship. Because if you do, all of the people you love and everyone you care about will feel it. They might not know exactly what the problem is. They might not be able to diagnose the problem specifically, but they will feel it on some level. You're not being true to yourself. You're not being selfish sometimes and taking that time to re-energize, refocus, and recharge, and they will pay the price for it. So if you love your family, you need to take time to be selfish sometimes. At the same time, men are goal-seeking machines. We need to have a focus in life. We need to have direction. We need to have clear goals that we are working towards at all times. And by clear goals, I'm not just talking about, you know, getting a promotion at work or making more money or anything else. A specific goal can be something like, I want to learn a new language, or I'm going to have a certain amount invested by the time I'm X number of years old, or I'm going to do the first draft of a book that I've been putting off, you know, for 10 years, or I'm going to learn jujitsu and I'm scheduling classes. I'm going to get this figured out. Or it could be an income goal. You want to hit a certain income by a certain time in your life, or you do want to get that promotion at work. It's all valid. It doesn't really matter what your goals are. The point is they have to be personally meaningful, personally fulfilling to you. My goals cannot be your goals and vice versa. So this is easier said than done, needless to say, but it's very important, I think, for married men to carve out time to be selfish, as I said earlier, and get as clear as possible about their goals for their life, their interests, passions, hobbies, pursuits that have nothing to do with a woman, nothing to do with their wife, nothing to do with their kids, are purely about themselves. Quite often on coaching calls with married men, I'll ask them about this stuff. I'll ask them about goals and things they want to accomplish and what their life is like and all the rest. And frequently, a lot of these guys can't seem to say a lot or have any ideas beyond their wife and kids. And when your wife and kids become your entire universe, you start to lose yourself. You start to lose yourself as a man. You start to lose some perspective and purpose and focus. And thus, I think it's crucial that every man has at least some goal that he's working towards at all times that have nothing to do with anything else, that aren't dependent on anyone else. Beyond goals, beyond specific, measurable, achievable results that are quantifiable and they're, you know, you either did it or you don't. It's also a very good idea, I think, for every man, but married men in particular, to start thinking more seriously about their mission as men. Now, a mission is different than a goal. A mission is a little broader. A mission is not something that you're going to accomplish in five years or 10 years or even 15 years. A mission is something that's looking far into the future a big aspiration, a big vision for your life that you're working towards as kind of a vista on the horizon. You can look to at all times to regain focus, regain perspective, regain clarity. This is a huge topic, really. And this has taken me a long time to really crystallize for myself, my mission as a man. But to give you some examples, my mission as a man involves the work that I'm doing right now, working with men, helping men and women overcome jealousy and have incredible relationships and all the rest. 
What I'm doing right now is part of my mission as a man. It's incredibly motivating. It's incredibly clarifying and fulfilling to me. It has nothing to do with the incredible woman in my life. It's just about me. It gives me a sense of purpose and fire and focus and perspective that no woman can. It comes from within. It's my mission. And coming back to my general theme in this video of married men avoiding becoming consumed by the demands of their wife and their family, your mission needs to be internally generated. And it can't be dependent on someone else. In other words, my mission can't involve, you know, I need to marry my wife and be married to her for 50 years. That can be a beautiful aspiration for a man's life, but it's dependent on someone else. You need someone else to play ball for you to feel fulfilled in your mission. Again, your mission is about you. It's not about anyone else. Another very important point relating to purpose and mission and goals and all this stuff, write this stuff down. I think at all times you need to have your goals and your mission and your vision for your life written down. This is something that a, a business mentor of mine, Caleb Jones, talks about a lot. You may have seen Caleb uh, on my podcast, Humans in Love. I've interviewed him a couple of times. Really interesting guy. And this is a piece of advice that has served me very well. So whenever I'm losing focus or I'm consumed by some ridiculous, silly fight with my girlfriend that really doesn't matter and I'm kind of feeling a bit disoriented in the world, I can read my mission statement. It's clear. It's actionable. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It gives me the perspective I need about what's really important. Not this silly fight with my girlfriend. Or maybe for you, not the silly concern about your wife's past that isn't important at all. Perspective is the key word here. It's crucial to keep perspective on what's important, what really matters. And a great way to get perspective is to have your goals and your mission written down and available to you at all times. Personally, I have daily goals, weekly goals, quarterly goals on my phone at all times. I can always pull it up and look at it whenever I want to. It's also on my laptop computer in front of me. My mission statement, same thing. I usually flip to it a couple times a week where I'll read my mission statement, I'll feel good, I'll feel grounded, I'll feel centered, and I'll be reminded of what I want to accomplish as a man that has nothing to do with any woman, nothing to do with any children, nothing to do with anyone else except for me. Some people might be watching this video thinking, I'm struggling with my wife's past. Why is this guy going on about goals and mission and purpose and all the rest? There's a quote that I think about all the time. You can tell the size of a man by the size of his problems. And if, as a man, your biggest problem in life is your wife's past or your girlfriend's past, I think you need better problems. By the way, I don't mean to, you know, belittle anyone. Because as you probably know, I struggled with this issue myself. I was obsessed with my then-girlfriend's past. And sometimes it took asking myself some pretty difficult questions to get out of this victim mentality, to get out of this victim mindset, and to be reminded of what's actually important in life. If my biggest problem as a man was some guy that my girlfriend was once with years ago, I think I need bigger and better problems. And when I say problems, I'm talking about things like accomplishing your goal, living true to your mission, becoming the best man that you can be. Those seem to me to be way bigger and better problems than simply struggling with your wife or your girlfriend's past. Now, of course, overcoming retroactive jealousy requires a multifaceted, multi-pronged approach. I get into it in great depth in both of my online courses, Get Over Your Partner's Past Fast and the Overcoming Jealousy Blueprint, as well as my guidebook, Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy. I've done two audio series dealing specifically with this issue of retroactive jealousy. And I'm sure you'd find all those resources as well as the resources on this channel helpful, but also start thinking about things like mission and life goals and purpose. Because as counterintuitive as it seems, as non-obvious as it seems, I really think this is crucial for any man struggling with his wife's past.
Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.